Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got quite a show in store for you. I'm sure you're going to love it. We have some very special international guests on the line who we'll introduce to you shortly. But first, of course, I know you've all been anxiously awaiting your quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Don't let the dazzling heights you aspire to scare you from getting started. After all, few climb Mount Everest tomorrow, though virtually all could begin preparing. Gopal, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Um, having a little fun with us today, but also making an important point about how, you know, th- there's such important work for us to do. That there's so many dreams, hopes, desires to fulfill in a lifetime that sometimes they seem so huge, so large that we get intimidated to even begin. And really, that's the most important part, to just start, to just begin, to act as if they're not that big, to act as if the universe has your back and will support you all the way. Just act as if everything's going to be okay. And believe it or not, it actually will. And let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. If you intend to be of assistance, your eye is not upon the trouble, but upon the assistance, and that is quite different. When you are looking for a solution, you are feeling positive emotion, but when you are looking at a problem, you are feeling negative emotion. Abraham. Another wonderful, wonderful quote, and and this really kind of gets to the heart of Abraham's teachings about how... We need to really be very solution-focused in order to bring about that solution, in order to, in Abraham's terms, vibrate at our highest level. And, you know, we all have a tendency to think like, oh my God, this person's in in such a dire situation and I have to help them. Oh my God, what are we going to do about this horrible situation? And we tend to focus too much on the trouble And really, that focus should be a second or two. It should be, oops, there's an issue, there's a problem, there's something to deal with, there's something we got to work on. That should be very little. We should give our attention to that very, very little amount of time. And then we should immediately switch to, okay, what do we do about this? What's the solution? How do we work it out? Where do we go from here? You know, what's, what's the plan? What's the action steps we need to take? Because when we shift our focus from what the real issue is to what can be done about it and and what the solution can be, we immediately make an energetic shift in our consciousness from like the, oh my God, isn't this awful, this is horrible, you know, sort of state of mind, which actually shuts us down from being creative and finding solutions. And that the more we look at a situation and the more we you know, talk about how awful it is and how bad it is, you know, it just doesn't feel good in your body. And it just, it, it, it literally shuts down access to neural pathways in our brain that disconnects us from finding the solutions, which is what we really want to do anyway, isn't it? I mean, nobody wants to just sit around and wallow in a problem and an issue they're having and in what's going on. We really, what we really want to do is, is find a way to get out of that situation and get to where we ultimately want to go. And the way we do that is really by focusing on seeing what is, where do we want to go? What is the solution to this? What would we like to see happen? 
You know, how do we resolve this issue at work with our health or in our relationships? You know, what would it look like if this challenge was resolved? What would it look like? And when we focus on that, then our brain has an image, has a goal, has something that it can now work towards. And we kind of reverse engineer the solution without realizing it. It's kind of like, okay, this is where I am, but this is where we want to be. And so now how do we work backwards? How do we get to where we want to be from where we are? And then the mind starts working towards, okay, there are this step, that step, this step. There are all these different possibilities. It's, it, it's kind of, it, it really is like just a, a really intricate chess game. If, if we know the solution is to, you know, checkmate the opponent, but every step of the way there are all these different possibilities, so we kind of search through those possibilities to figure out, well, what's the best step? But the thing is, we're not computers, right? We're human beings. We have instinct. We have, you know, we do have our intellect, but we also have our hearts, and we have our spirits, and we have our intuition. We have this this intangible quality that allows us to sort of feel our way through without having to necessarily intellectually analyze every single step. But that but that ability, that process can often be hindered when we are, you know, focused on the wrong things, when we um, are just so focused on what's wrong and what's not happening, and what's not working, uh, that then we don't really see the way forward. But when we do, you know, when we say, oh, my God, you know, this is a crisis uh, in the office and, and we've got this problem and we've got to get it solved and we keep focusing on what's the solution, what's the solution, what's our solution, our brain will find that answer for us and it will bubble up from the unconscious and we will have access to all kinds of amazing things. So I hope that was helpful. Of course, we love our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. And uh, of course, we'll have more for you next week. And now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome from across the pond, as they say in England, Jill Duca who is a highly sought-after, internationally renowned speaker and number one best-selling author of the book Create Love, an awarded mentor by the European Union and one of the first European speakers at two different TEDx events in both Asia and Europe. She is Greek and Canadian and has trained, coached, and mentored thousands of people in Europe, in the United States, and in Asia. She appears regularly on TV and radio shows internationally and travels extensively throughout the world with her husband, Nicholas Uranus, who is also on the line with us. And Nicholas himself is a number one best-selling author, a relationship expert, inspirational speaker, and an in-demand marriage mentor. Ooh, he is the founder of the Academy of Relationship, and together with his guest specialists, they train thousands of people in creating happy relationships without an expiration date. Ooh, I like that. No expiration date. Uh, Nicholas appears in Greek and Cypriot TV shows and writes articles for Greek and Cypriot magazines. Jill, Nicholas, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Hey, Sam. It's amazing to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Nicholas. Well, I, I mean, I'm really excited about today's show because one of my favorite topics is really relationships because they are everything for us as human beings because we have a relationship to everything, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how everything is formed by relationships. And also, Sam, when uh, our relationship, especially our intimate, you know, our romantic relationships fall apart, mm -hmm. right. when we see that uh, how much it has impact in our lives, so many people are not functioning well, you know, they, they, can't, uh, they can't concentrate or there's too much sadness, you know, there's too much uh, doom around all this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, um, uh, I have a friend who, who, who worked at... Um, uh, this kind of like data analysis company for the the pharmaceutical industry, and she was uh, telling me once about how she was having this really hard time because her, uh, one of the managers there 
had just gotten divorced. They had two small kids and he was really having a hard time dealing with it and it really affected his performance at work and while they tried uh, apparently they they were fairly understanding at the office and they gave him time and gave him extra time off and everything but still it was so devastating to him that um he really wasn't able to perform uh, his functions at work and they ended up having to let him go even though they didn't really want to let him go but it was hurting the productivity of everyone around him and it was hurting them uh, their ability to really deliver on some projects you know some uh, you know some of the truth is that uh, romantic relationship is superior to all other relationships in a person's life hmm. regardless of how unique and successful we are of going or we're going to become on a professional and social level there will always be something missing if we are not mm. happy and don't feel wholeness in our personal relationships. Yeah. Uh, these are the most important because they are the result of a triple connection. They are the only ones that require the connection of the body, the mind and the soul. And so is a relationship that functions as a mirror. It's uh, through this relationship that both partners mirror, can mirror each other, their flaws and their good qualities of their personalities and uh, make it one of uh, the most intensive uh, lessons in our lives. Right, right. Yeah, you know, they say if, um, like some, if somebody is, quote-unquote, happy at home, then they're happy in, in all aspects of their life. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And this is a big challenge that we now face because, uh, you know, there is a one... <laughs> Uh, that 50% of people who are married are ending up in a divorce. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's interesting. You know, I've heard that statistic since I was a little kid. I mean, it hasn't shifted or changed at all much over the years. I mean, you know, over the last 50 years, divorce rates are still basically like between 50 and 51%. It's amazing. <laughs> You're right. You know, Sam, the reason why this doesn't change is because the we have uh, many in schools, you know, in school, we go to school, we have many teachers, you know, in primary school, in secondary school, in high school, many teachers that can teach us various uh, aspects in uh, various classes. But uh, when it comes to relationships, the only teachers that we have are two throughout our lives, and those mm. are our parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whatever we have learned from our parents, this is what we carry around for the rest of our lives. And uh, if we like it, you know, and if we approve of it, we take it and uh, we believe that that's the correct way to to be, you know, mm-hmm. in a relationship. And uh, sometimes if we don't approve of it, we are ending up doing completely the opposite stuff. But uh, the challenge here is that uh, over 80% of the families are dysfunctional. So what we learn and what we carry around is wrong. And then uh, we find another person who has been raised by by another dysfunctional family and they believe that what they know is correct and then the the big war begins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I could just feel like uh, thousands of my listeners cringing when you said, you know, it's uh, uh, relationships are kind of based on the the our, seeing how our parents had their relationship. I could just feel in the airwaves like people were cringing, like, what? You mean my relationship is dictated by how my parents had a relationship? Oh my god. Great. Well, okay. So you gave you both, Jill and Nicholas, you gave us a lot of information to right out of the gate. There's a lot of things that I want to cover over this hour, but it's time for us to take a, a very quick commercial break. So when we come back, uh, Jill, I want to uh, start talking about your book, Create Love, and, and kind of what, what its real message is. And I really want to talk, Nicholas, uh, to get to that idea of an, uh, not having an expiration date. And maybe, maybe we should have expiration dates on our relationships. I don't know. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. Ding, 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 ding. 
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back. We're speaking this hour with relationship experts Jill Duca and Nicholas Uranus, um, hailing all the way from Greece. Uh, are, are you guys in Greece today, or you're you're somewhere else today? <laughs> uh, we are we are in Greece. Nicholas just came back from Singapore, actually. Oh wow! <laughs> he did the first presentation of our book, Eight Love. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. I want to talk about create love, but uh, you know, I just want to start off, Chill, asking you like your background really is is not as much in relationships as it is in, in business originally, wasn't it? Aren't you like a uh, a business consultant for many years? Yes, uh, I was. Uh, I worked with uh, many five, Fortune five hundred companies. Yeah, training and development uh, consultant. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I started coaching, uh, you know, in these companies, and uh, where I finally wanted to, you know, coach also people who are not working the corporate level. And uh, I found great interest in them into coaching entrepreneurs. So um, it it was uh, it was fascinating for me in the beginning, you know, supporting those people to build up their their companies and. Uh, being able actually to create value, uh, earn money by doing what they love. Right. And uh, that was really, that, that was, you know, that was something that I love. But after so, a certain time, Sam, uh-huh. I was coaching them. And then uh, suddenly they were, when, you know, when their company was going uh, in, a, in a fair way, you know, it was developing, they were asking me to help them find their partner, their romantic partner. Ah, I was wondering, like, how do you make that transition from business to relationship <laughs> expert? I see. So people were looking for you to fix them up, huh? <laughs> yes, I didn't, I didn't uh, you know, the first time actually was a shock for me uh, because um, it was a shock, but uh, then the word came out that I was helping them and the people started referring me, you know, once each other. Uh, I started having people that got married out of, you know, out of after the coaching that they got from me, leaving a very, very, very toxic relationships and finding, you know, healthy relationships. And uh, uh, now I find myself to be invited into christenings of uh, little children, you know, all over the world. <laughs> uh. it's, uh, it, it, was a, it was something that I didn't go after. But actually, it came. It came to me. <laughs> right, right. And so, from an awarded uh, business mentor from the European U- Union, I wrote the the book "Create Love" because all those people were asking uh, for one place to find all the useful information that you know we were doing in, in the coaching session. Uh, I see. So, so where did the title "Create Love" come from? It's from uh, the definition, uh, it comes from the definition of love, the new age definition that we believe that we have, uh, we're in love, we have to be creative, of course, uh-huh. and uh, three other things, uh, we have to be in respect, in admiration, and uh, in communication. Mm-hmm. 
So, so why do so it's 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 something that is very active and proactive also. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's nothing static that we are standing here and we we are waiting for some someone to came from outside our other half. It's it's not about other half. It's it's a, it's about other whole. We have to be active. We have to be to become a whole personality mm-hmm. with self respect. Self-creation, uh, self-admiration, uh, and self-communication. And then to attract, in this active scheme, uh, the person that will have give us the lesson of love. Mm. So, so you're saying it, it's, uh, love isn't really something that we just receive. Love is something that we create. It's something that we need to be an active participant in and not just kind of be a, a passive observer of. Yeah, there is an orbit here. There is an orbit and their passion, their feelings, their uh, interesting emotions. Mm-hmm. Imagine, uh, Sam, the, uh, the new definition of love that uh, Nicholas uh, talks about is not about falling in love mm-hmm. anymore. So we've been there, we've done that, because when you fall, then uh, you have to get up. <laughs> uh, what, we're, what we're discussing about is about how we can create love. And the creation of love uh, comes first and foremost from ourselves. Ah. So it's really about being the source of love, not looking for it externally. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah that's exactly. It's, uh, what, what we support uh, our readers is to, and the people that we coach through the Academy of Relationships.com is to become fully capable of having real, loving relationships, but through self-love. Mm-hmm. And... and all love really starts with self-love, doesn't it? Because if we're um, not really, if we don't truly love ourselves, you know, how can we show up in a loving way in relationship to someone else? Yes. This is exactly the same thing. That um, It's amazing because uh, Dr. John Gray, who has quoted uh, about the book, said that this uh, book... uh, actually helps you to find self-love first after uh, going through and, uh, you know, finding out true love. So it's like a circle. If, if you, Sam, would ask for me, you know, ask for me, Jill, I would like to have uh, $5,000, you know, if, you, if I could lend you $5,000. If I didn't have that amount, would I be able to give it to you? No, I don't think so. Yeah. But, but this is what we do. This is what we do. We don't love ourselves and we go out like beggars and we request other people to, to love us. We are asking for something that we don't firstly have. Mm. So how, how, can, how can we give it? How, how can we love someone else if we don't have it? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like I, uh, when I coach my clients, I always like to say you, you can't give from a cuff that's half empty you need to give from a cup that's overflowing because otherwise you're trying to give from your lack so it'll never be enough and it's only in a overabundance of something that you can truly uh give something uh and and really allowing it to be what the other person really needs to receive Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. This is a, a very nice analogy that you're, you're sharing here, Sam. Right, right. So why, why do we have such an issue around self-love? And, and it's really very interesting to me because in the last year and a half, I find this topic coming up more and more and more in conversations about self-care and self-love, um, where, whereas in the past you didn't really hear about it that much, did you? Uh, because uh, it's uh, the easier one. It's like uh, the way that uh, most of us uh, didn't cook. We love to deliver from outside, <laughs> to deliver food, to call for delivery food from outside. Ah. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it shows that uh, we don't feel the responsibility 
of uh, our uh, self love. Mm-hmm. So we have to carry this responsibility about the highest, that is the true love, to someone else outside us. Mm. And and uh, you know, just kind of going back to you know what you had said before, uh, Jill, about the parents, about us kind of witnessing the kinds of relationships that our parents had. Like that's really where we learned how people relate and and supposedly love each other, right? Because. If if our parents don't love each other, then then who who else could? And and if if this is what love looks like for our parents, be it as dysfunctional or or, or maybe only partially dysfunctional, you know that's what's going to kind of stick with us. Is like, well, this is the way I need to be to show someone that I'm loving. You know, if if our parents fought all the time, let's say over money or over it doesn't even matter over what, but if they were just fighting then we're going to really think from the time we're little kids that fighting is is how you show somebody you love them, doesn't it? Definitely. Fighting, being jealous, blaming, uh, being uh, unfaithful. <laughs> it's uh, it's all about uh, the drama hook, Sam. Mm. And uh, all of us have it in a form or, you know, in a size. It just depends upon how much we have uh, seen it. What's very interesting is the fact that uh, we do not know what is healthy because nobody has taught us uh, about healthy communication, about uh, setting healthy boundaries, about um, setting, uh, having, even having a healthy uh, discussion. Mm. We we haven't been trained. We have been trained in all other things. I have uh, five degrees. In different, uh, you know, in different subjects, wow. and nowhere, nowhere, and uh, how to be with another person, because of course, nowhere we 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 check upon the notion of being with ourselves and being happy with ourselves, and and not looking for happiness outside for a quick fix, but sharing happiness from within. Right. That, you know, and it's really, I guess, trying to shift that focus from uh, having happiness be something that is what you feel when you get something external to really happiness is just a state of being that we allow ourselves to experience, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it's, uh, first of all, yeah, I, li- I like the you know the phrase "allow ourselves to experience" that you use, that you use because actually this is exactly what it is. We don't allow ourselves to experience <laughs> happiness because we're hooked on negativity. Mm. I was doing um, a lecture at the university here in Greece uh, yesterday, and it was this is what the topic and. People were very shocked when I shared that. I'm like, you know, we're 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 programmed like that. We're programmed to see the negative. We're programmed to see the lack. Mm-hmm. We're programmed to see that uh, there is not abundance. Uh, what, a, what a shame is this. But on the other side, Sam, now now it's the best time. I think it's the best time in history that we we wake up actually and see that uh, nothing external. Nothing external can, you know, actually take us down or lift us up. Right. right. If we really train the mind, uh, the, you know, and our energy and take 100%, 100% responsibility for our feelings, nothing, nothing, nothing can take us happiness away. Right, right. Or in this case, I, I would assume it's training our heart, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, well, it's time for us to take another commercial break. This has been great, great information. Uh, how about when we come back, we give our audience some tips about how do you start loving yourself? How do you start taking care of yourself emotionally? You know, and, and maybe we can talk a little bit about what that looks like. And then, you know, from that sort of how then that translates into how does it look like when we show up in a loving way in a relationship? Sound good? 
soon. That's very good. Okay, great. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And this hour, we're talking all about creating love with Jill Duca and Nicholas Uranos. And we will be right back. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we're talking all about creating love. And as we've spoken about in the last couple of segments uh, with Jill and Aranis, it's it's about sort of self-love first. So, uh, so Jill, Nicholas, when, when you mentor and coach people about sort of loving yourself so that you can show up in a loving way what are usually some first steps i mean i mean people aren't really used to this concept of of self-love right you know people tend to think you hear self-love you think oh that's selfish it's self-centered you know that that's not what we're talking about is it as you some describe uh, to love your perfect mass we have to love ourselves first but uh, as you as it's seen in the book and now uh, seminars, there are some steps. And the first, <laughs> and the very, uh, very important step is to commit. To commit uh, to manifesting our perfect match. We have to make the decision. And uh, first of all, we have to commit. Because as we've seen around, there's, there's nothing uh, commitment in this uh, uh, patterns that we bring and uh, put out uh, spouses in our lives. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, we have to prepare, as uh, everywhere else, we have to do preparation, preparation in our work, in our physics, in our, in our life. We have to prepare ourselves. Uh, perhaps uh, we have to get in a dating detox and to start uh, to create our vision, to make a positive uh, vision about uh, our new relationship, and let uh, after the barista do his job. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, some so, so many important things that we always forget is to be in the gratitude. Ah. Yes, gratitude is very important, isn't it? Not to feel uh, empty, not to feel alone, because it's a personal decision and a personal commitment now. It's not uh, about nothing about loneliness or uh, abandonment or uh, it's 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 something about commitment and preparation. And of course, uh, if you want to really get in an, uh, another place in a better relationship, we have to leave the past in the past, and we have to forgive. Uh, to, to, to radical forgive, 
Mm. And uh, to learn from our mistakes, because our mistakes, there wasn't mix, uh, mistakes, there were lessons only. Right. And, and I'm assuming when you talk about forgiveness, it's not just about forgiving the other person, but it's really about forgiving ourselves um, as well. Uh, the first step that we describe in uh, Create Love, the book, Sam, is exactly this. Uh, it's very, very tough to forgive yourself, especially when you're in the victim mode. Yeah. So when you believe that um, you you have been wronged by people, or you, we have been hurt by people, it's very, it's very tough. The notion of self-forgiveness is very, it's far from that. So we start from forgiving other people. And then we realize at the end, once we have forgiven um, mostly, you know, our parents, our ex-partners and uh, people that have really hurt us throughout our life, then we realize that the only person that is vital that we forgive is ourselves. But for forgiveness, I believe that, you know, the steps are first outwards and then inwards because it's a, it's a heavy notion to actually believe that you blame yourself, which is actually what we do on the bottom line. Huh? We blame mm. ourselves. Ah, so you think it's, 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 an, it's an outward job first and then an inward job. That's interesting. Most people I know say it's always an inward job first and then an outward job. It's, uh, it, it, this, is, uh, this happens for people that are advanced, let's say in personal development. <laughs> right, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess, um, I guess I'm used to, to, to playing in uh, fairly conscious crowds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so uh, l- l- let's like, just come up with an example for our audience so we can make the, the, these ideas a little concrete. Let's say um, a woman comes to you, um, she found out her husband cheated on her and they're getting a divorce and, and she just feels devastated because, you know, it was such a surprise to her and, and you know, they were together and everything seemed so great for so long and now she's like, doesn't know how to start over again. How would you kind of recommend she go about, um, you know, taking those first steps? So the first step for her is to take uh, 100% responsibility on what happened in the relationship. And uh, what we say in the Academy of Relationships.com is that it takes two to tango. Mm. There is never one person's fault in a relationship. When one relationship falls apart, both people have contributed. Uh, Usually the one contributes silently and the other one makes more fuss. So in your case, you know, the case that you described, uh, the one that made fuss was the, the, the man, and, you know, the silent one is the, the lady. But uh, it's vital that we re-examine the relationship and see where, where the, you know, where we contributed in, uh, in all, the, all the problems that uh, happened. Uh, we, it's important that we keep in mind that everything that happens in a relationship it's our mirror. So whatever right. we see in our partner, it has a deep root inside of us. This again is a notion that is quite heavy for people to grasp. Uh, but it's uh, it's the, what we expect from others is what we're going to get. And uh, when you really discuss with the people who have been cheated, or you know, who it's very obvious that the other person has ruined the relationship when we really discuss and go in depth they say yeah you're right i knew it was happening at a certain point i felt it i let it i let it happen i allowed it i you know and all these things come up so the first thing is to take 100 percent responsibility then um what we re-examine is the the notion of self-love that we discussed before right so where is this person cheating herself Ah. What what is it, what is she what is she doing that is cheating? And I'm not talking in the way of uh, sexual cheating, you know, or meeting other men. Right. I'm talking the broad sense of uh, cheating from the universe, as uh, you mm-hmm. nicely were describing Mike Dooley's notes <laughs> in the beginning. Right. She's cheating somewhere. Yes. So yeah. something something is lacking. She doesn't give to herself what she deserves. Uh, something is wrong, and we, we find with a client what is wrong exactly. Uh, 
Mm. So we take 100% responsibility. We see where the person's mirror, where do they do it in themselves. And then we start building on self-confidence, self-love. And uh, as we say, we do a, a huge strength bombardment. So we have the person to really realize the value that they have, how unique and wondrous they are, and how they can create whatever they really want in their lives. So it's like a, an energy boost, um, uh, a strength bombardment. Uh, you know, the, so the, the, these they, they really need to stand up on their feet. And the only way to stand up on our feet is just to remind ourselves how amazing they are, you know. Right, right, right. It, 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 These are quite, you know, the, the beginning steps, the steps, you know, that we take in the beginning when we have a person who has been off the relationship. And also, Sam, you know what? Cheating it doesn't automatically um, bring a breakup. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know some couples that after there was some kind of infidelity, it, it just brought to head the issues that were kind of under the surface, and then after working through them, the relationship was stronger than ever. It may have yeah. taken some time to repair it, but absolutely, just because there is uh, you know, something like that does not mean it is the end of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. We were discussing this uh, with uh, Marie Daimond, uh, she, she appears in the secret, mm-hmm. and uh, Marie was very, you know, was very downright on this, and you know, and it was a shock for me. She was like, if if the both people take the responsibility, then the 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 relation doesn't fall apart, you know, after cheating. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a lot of thought and working with uh, many people, I. I you know, I, I see that too. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because I'm a, also a big believer, and I, I coach clients as well about taking responsibility for everything in their lives. And you know, uh, it's so interesting how initially people can really give you pushback on that. And and you know, while it is sort of the most empowered stance to take. It's also sort of the scariest because people don't want to take responsibility for all the bad stuff in their life. They're more than happy to take responsibility for the good stuff sometimes, but the bad stuff people don't really want to take responsibility of. And it's so funny to kind of watch it and 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 that, you know, to get people out of this victimhood mentality, it, it sometimes takes a while because we're just so used to this society teaching us that we are victims and that it's okay to blame someone else or to blame something else. But it's not, but, but it's not really until we take responsibility that we can really change the situation and do something about it. And, uh, you know, some that uh, it seems like a, a pattern, and uh, of course, uh, Jane and I, we have uh, we have these patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane uh, brought into uh, her life people who didn't want to commit because uh, she, she she was the one uh, who didn't want to commitment. Mm-hmm. And about my path, I have to say that uh, soon enough I began to lose interest, uh, get bored, and wind about everything. Ultimately, bringing uh, every relationship uh, to an end. And uh, if we really define our each personal story, that will help us uh, locate those situations in uh, our lives and uh, to tend to go through them over and over again. It may sound strange, but uh, from the very moment that we see our life's incidents from a distance, we will say the same story repeating itself over and over again. It's very important that we are actually able to see what this story is and how it unfolds. Hmm. As a result, we will be able to change it so we can end up with a different result, a different story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That It's really all about the story we're telling ourselves in our head and that we need to tell ourselves a different story to create a different reality. Yeah. All right. right, exactly. Great. Okay, well, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. Um, time really flies when you have such interesting guests. So, everybody, please stay tuned. When we come back, let's kind of talk about you know, how we now take what we've learned about relationships and we really need to apply it to the rest of our lives, don't we? Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. Looking All right. Yes, yeah, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. 
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Dude. Dude. Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com, forever disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption, disrupting your automatic. Dude. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we've been talking this hour with Jill Duca and Nicholas Uranus all about creating love um, as opposed to waiting for love to happen. So, Nicholas, Jill, we've been talking this whole hour so far about, you know, sort of intimate relationships, which are, which are some of the most powerful relationships that we have in our lives. So how do we carry these lessons of taking responsibility and making it a choice and allowing ourselves to feel happy and to allow us to be be filled up with how we feel so that we have it to give to someone else. How do we relate that now to the other relationships in our lives that, that may not be as intimate? It's, uh, it's exactly the same recipe, Sam. Mm-hmm. So what we do is that we respect and uh, we see other people as our, you know, equals, first of all. We strive to have uh, the best communication uh, that is possible and always be able to share our feelings and uh, mind that it's uh, vital to be sharing our feelings also in the workplace, um, which is something that uh, <laughs> the past years was very, you know, very a huge no-no but now suddenly everybody says you know that it's important that we share what we feel and how we feel and what we actually want in the workplace because otherwise we're just wearing a mask we're wearing a mask that is um is, is some someone who is not us right so creating healthy boundaries and uh, actually saying what we would like to say by respecting other people, of course, not just, you know, throwing out whatever comes into our mind, but based on the mutual respect and understanding, just, uh, it's the, you know, this is the way to go. Otherwise, what happens is that we, we collect negativity towards the other person. So we collect, we collect, we collect. And at a certain point, we just, uh, we we just burst. <laughs> we burst, and uh, the other person doesn't know where it came from. Right. And I, I can remember very clearly that I used to do that. I was um, working in the Winter Olympic Games in Turin, in Italy, in 2006, and I was responsible for over a thousand people wow. uh, up in the mountains, working for 15 days in um, and below, you know, zero degrees, it's very, very cold. Wow. And uh, I was uh, striving to be kind and <laughs> and good to everybody. But at a certain point, I just, you know, burst it out. I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they didn't know where it was coming. But if I, if you know, from the beginning, I was assertive and I was setting boundaries and I was just stating my truth, then uh, things would be much easier. Ah, I see. Yeah. Uh, setting boundaries is something that that's very, very important. And, and letting the other person know, not expecting them to be psychic and like read your minds and, and say, oh, well, okay, I know that she only wants this or that. It's like y- you really have to 
um, express yourself and not expect the other person or not assume that the other person knows what you're thinking. Exactly, exactly. All of us, especially women, have that. We assume that the man uh, has to read our mind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Nicholas can attest to that fact. It must happen at least <laughs> once. Great test. <laughs> That's a great test. <laughs> yes, I say that to my wife all the time. I'm like, uh, you know, she's like, well, you didn't do, you know, this or that or the other thing. I was like, well, you never told me. I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> we are Mr. Fix. Mr. Fix it. Yes. But uh, they need uh, to to be to be heard mm-hmm. to to understand them, not to fix something. Right. <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, I wanted to just, uh, I don't know if you guys want to do this, but we don't have a lot of time left, but I was wondering if we can maybe also briefly touch upon sort of the parent-child relationship, like as parents, um, creating that loving relationship with your child, because it is a, a slightly different dynamic happening than it is between two partners. Yes, uh, what's uh, what we see very often, and um, we really see it, you know, in many, many relations, is that the parents mirror their challenges, as we said before, mm-hmm. and to the children. So, if we have a parent who is not, you know, in discipline, this this comes out to the relation that they have with their child. If we have a parent who cannot communicate well, this comes out in their relationship with a child. Mm. Um, unfortunately, there are no parent uh, <laughs> parenting. They're very rare, you know, parenting classes, and not not many people take them. Um, yeah. The child needs to think. The child needs to be loved unconditionally, mm. no matter what, from one side and the other side needs discipline and boundaries mm. so it's a huge game between the ego and the soul mm. that the child keeps playing you know and the children do this from the moment they're born where they're cry- when they cry and then they claim and then they check our boundaries every second since mm. they're born they check how much they can take from us uh, because this is the way that that ego works and uh, what is vital for uh, for us is to be to be very very truthful and uh, to show as much as possible our love unconditional love but on the other side uh, take discipline with that and uh, set healthy boundaries mm. so it's 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 actually in a way a lot of the same principles it's just applying them in a different way yeah yeah definitely it's it's exactly the same sam uh, but uh, because the, the, the child-parent relationship is such a close relationship, which of course should never be above the relationship that the partners have, right. uh, it's, it's a secondary relationship and this is a, a big mistake that we see very often. So it's such a close relationship that we mirror everything with our children, mm, yeah. uh, and it's very easy to do it, Sam. It's very easy to do it if you if you're not watching from above yourself it's so easy to do it and it's so easy to judge other parents <laughs> for, for being raw and not be able to see our own mistakes so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it is interesting how it, it's very easy to almost uh, when when you have a child in in the mix in a relationship to make everything about the child and then the relationship between the parents kind of gets lost because there's it's it's overly focused on the child as opposed to making the most important relationship in your life your partner you, you make it the child and that can lead to trouble it definitely leads to trouble because uh Without, you know, this is what we keep saying. Without the partners, there's no family. Ah, so, yeah. a child and a mother or a child and a father is no family. Mm. A family is, is two partners. And if a child comes along, that's, that's amazing. But this is a family. It's, a, a, it's two partners. Mm. Uh, so this is important to keep in mind. 
And we have a, a whole chapter in the, our, our book that is going to be released on the 11th of uh, November in Create uh-huh. Love, Seven Secrets to Manifest Your Perfect Match. At the end, there's a whole chapter on the basis of healthy relationships that you can apply in every single relationship that we have in our lives. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, um, it, it was great having both of you on, on the show today. Unfortunately, we're, we've come to uh, the end of our uh, uh, program. Uh, if people want to um, get the book when it's released on the 11th or if they want to find out more about um, either of you, Jill and Nicholas, uh, how can they do that? Um, what would be the easiest way for people to find you? In createlovethebook.com, createlovethebook.com. They can find uh, everything, you know, the the ways that they can get the book from Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and all the other international uh, sellers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're very proud of this because uh, Create Love is a number one awarded bestseller. Uh, It was number one for several months in Greece and Cyprus, and now it's being launched in English, and we're looking forward to touching. Our goal is to touch over 10 million people to create healthy relationships throughout the globe. So we would love, you know, if if your readers get the book to get their feedback and uh, what their their challenges are. We've been getting thousands of uh, letters since uh, the the past nine months that the book has been uh, released in um, Greek. Many, many people have uh, contacted us, so we're looking forward to receive uh, any challenges that people have from all over the globe now in English. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Nicholas. It's been a pleasure having you on the show as well. Yes, and for, and for me, it's very, I will be very glad to discuss all these uh, topics and these situations. And, uh, of course, uh, true love exists. Yes, <laughs> true love succeeds. <laughs> and and again, that website is createlovethebook.com. Jill, Nicholas, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, and I look forward to reading the book myself. So everybody, Thanks, you're welcome. You're welcome. Everybody take care. Um, and uh, you've been listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. 
If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Dude. 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 Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern, on TalkingAlternative.com, forever disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption, disrupting your automatics. Dude. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.